Welcome to the episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? This is an emergency podcast edition of the show. As some of you who are up right now, it is about 11.22 Eastern Time. Uh, I'm recording this because uh, news broke about a hour ago that the NHL Players Association has approved the return format that the NHL has put through, and that was the 2014 format that we have been discussing for about, I guess, a week or two now. And yeah, this is a big deal. This means that basically we're going to have hockey uh, rather sooner than later. So I'm super excited. Uh, You know, we're still not in the woods yet. There's obviously a lot of things that need to Get, the NHL needs to get in order right now, and that is obviously facilities. Uh, but before we get into that, let's just discuss a little bit in detail of this format. Now, I obviously, I spoke on the last episode about how, you know, this is the Lightning would get a first round by uh, about a couple of teams. Uh, I believe uh, four teams from each conference would get uh, first round buys. So, and Lightning, the Lightning was one of them. Now, I said on the past episode that the Lightning would be playing the winner of the Panthers and the Maple Leafs. Now, uh, that was not exactly true. Uh, they, the Panthers are in the playing game that eventually, if they do win, they would be playing the Lightning. But it is the Panthers and the Islanders. Now, it, regardless of you know who wins that matchup between the Islanders and the Panthers, I fully believe the Lightning will move on. But this is a big deal. Like you know, this is I've been complaining on the show. I've been ranting on the show for about maybe a month now, saying that we haven't been getting a lot of details out of the, the NHL. But you know what? Now we got it. Now we got some sort of concrete information. You know, one big step in the right direction. So super excited about this. So excited that I totally forgot to give a shout out to our sponsors. Today, the show is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, go to builtbar.com. You'll use uh, promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. Like I said, this is a huge, huge, huge thing. Um, this is as big as Built Bar. Uh, this is the Built Bar of news that we could have thus far, just because Built Bar is, like I said on many episodes since we have brought them on that they are this thing their bars are absolutely incredible you know they a lot of these a lot of these protein bars you know they they taste weird they they're not really exactly you know you do feel healthy afterwards but you're kind of missing the taste and but that's where built bar steps in and they taste just like a candy bar so go to builtbar.com use promo code lockdown you get ten dollars off your first purchase so yeah let's this is absolutely incredible so let me just get through it's amazing um Let's just get into some specifics of how things would shape up going forward. So looking at the bracket right now, uh, you have Columbus playing Toronto and the winner of that plays Boston. Panthers, Isles play the winner of the Bolts. Uh, that winner of that plays the Bolts. Uh, Rangers, Carolina, and the winner of that plays the Caps. And Montreal, Pittsburgh, and the winner of that plays Philly. Uh, Western Conference, you got Winnipeg and Calgary playing the winner of St. Louis. Uh, Minnesota, Vancouver playing the winner. The winner of that plays uh, the Avalanche. Yotes and Preds, the winner of that plays Vegas. And Chicago and Edmonton, and the winner of that plays Dallas. Now, my only issue, of course, uh, about this whole format is that you're not really seeing a lot of teams that you would have seen in the playoffs. And I'm not saying, you know, it's no disrespect. 
to the teams that are kind of some of the teams that are have been able through this format to get into the playoffs. But here's the here's the brutal truth is that you know a lot of these teams wouldn't have made it without that. And the record you could look at the record under the normal circumstances, of course, uh, the, you know these teams wouldn't have made it. But if anyone's a huge fan of of playoff hockey, as obviously the average NHL fan would be, you're going to see possibly a couple of number of number number of upsets in this. You know, I could definitely see like a Minnesota just coming into that playoff series against Vancouver, just taking to them, and then you know just riding that momentum and possibly upset the Avalanche. Or even, you know, a, uh, the Rangers toppling the Caps just because, and I'm just picking those teams just because on how those teams are set up, especially the Rangers for all those, uh, young players that they have, especially with Artemi Panarin leading the way. Um, you know, that was the one team I didn't want the Tampa Bay Lightning having a run into too early into the playoffs. Just because, like I said, you know, this team would, would still be finding its chemistry and still be finding its groove. And you would also have, you know, maybe some players not exactly ready to be in, you know, I guess in the playing condition that they would normally be. Uh, I could definitely see Montreal playing spoilers. Uh, definitely the Penguins. I mean, the Penguins would probably definitely made it in. But at the same time, you know, a team like Montreal, just how big of an upset would that have been if you, you know, you, you see Montreal playing, playing the Pens, beat them, especially if it's a one game uh, elimination, which would be insane I, I can only imagine you know a one game elimination as to a, with fully rested players as to uh you know just um just you know a seven game series or do a die game whatever regardless but the thing that's going to make this playoffs other than the teams that are going to be in it uh and the format is the fact that these teams all of these players from top to bottom are going to be insanely rested this is going to be the first time i think this is going to be it's not going to be the first time but this is going to be the greatest nhl playoffs i think in my mind i think you're going to see a lot of crazy things happen i think you're going to see a lot of great hockey as per usual but it's going to be amped up like another notch not i mean nhl hockey the playoffs is already insane but this is going to be like on steroids so you know if, if there is ever a good time to watch every game in the playoffs if you can that, that's great obviously you know if you could catch games between lightning games because here's the thing that maybe some people don't realize that are you know maybe if you're a lightning fan that just kind of jumped on the bandwagon or you know just got into the team recently welcome to the club but you know here's the thing is that nhl hockey game especially from a fan perspective if you're sitting there for two two and a half hours maybe three hours depending on how long the game is and you're watching a game, you're, after that, you're wiped out. Try doing that four to seven times, um, you know, just with your team, and then try and watch, you know, well, I mean, it's a little different just because you're watching your team, so obviously you're going to have a little bit more stock in it. But, yeah, it's going to, I think these teams are going to be intense where, these games are going to be intense where even if you're watching a game where you're not really invested and like, let's say, you know, you watch the Lightning play for the state of argument, um, the Florida Panthers, who I really hope that playoff series happens. You know, you're not the the, the thing that I learned growing up uh, just from, you know, watching hockey or any sport other than football is you never in the playoffs, never want to wish to play a certain opponent because eventually that will kind of bite you 
in the ass in the back uh, in the end. But I really want Tampa to play the Panthers in the playoffs just because I think they could beat Florida if they just play the way we all know they were supposed, you know, we're, we're all accustomed to seeing them play. You know, there's been times, like I've said, that this team looks like one of the best teams in the league. And then there's other times where it's like they just it's like that scene from Space Jam where maybe between periods or before the games that or even after warmups, aliens came on the bench and took all their talent. Um, it's just one of those things where it's I said it, uh, you know, on the episode Eric Erlinson, I've said it on past episodes, especially on the episode, the fun one we had with Cantina Media's Brian Sosa about, you know, sometimes this is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. So I, I fully believe and am fully confident in the Lightning beating Florida. But if they sit back and, you know, don't get their act together and have slow starts that we've seen them have from time to time, this could be a 3-1, 2-1 series uh, right away. But I'm not going to worry about that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and be more positive, of course. This is a new beginning. Um, I'm going to kind of look at the the Tampa Bay Lightning as winning the cup as inevitable. It's bound to happen with this core that they have. They're, they're, they're kind of the Thanos of the NHL, I feel, that it's inevitable. It's only a matter of time, uh, regardless of how what you see. You know, you can try and stop this team from from you know winning a cup, but eventually with the with the group of players they have and the great goaltending and Andre Vasilevsky, they they're gonna win a cup. Um, it's only a matter of you know how long it takes them. I've said on my last episode that yeah, the clock is ticking on this group, but this team I realized after about maybe twelve hours, maybe thirteen, fifteen hours. I don't know how long it was since I put up today's episode uh, earlier today, but I truly believe you know this team is too good to fail. I think that, you know, I spoke that on the episode of Eric Erlinson, episode 50, go back if you haven't listened to it. Great episode. Had a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait till things actually start off, start up again, and we'll have Eric back on to discuss all that great stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where this team, you know, I said like, yeah, John, John Cooper's in the hot seat right now because I believe the only way he comes back next year is if they make an appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals. At the same time, I fully expect them, you know, now we're starting to get into the groove of things. The wheels are turning on a restart. I've been hearing possibly mid-June um, as to when thing, games are actually going to be start getting played. Um, I, they, I think they should win. They should, they have, you know, I think that, yeah, the only obstacles out of the Eastern Conference right now, other than some hot team, hot Cinderella team, which is fully p possible. I mean, I could definitely see like New York or Montreal or even Philly being a threat, but obviously the one team that I, that's going to be the real test for this lightning team is going to be Boston. And, you know, they've had success against this team, you know, the entire year. So there's, there's no reason, especially with an entire healthy team and an entirely rested team, that there's no reason why they could go out there and beat this team in a best of seven. But, as we get closer and, you know, hopefully there's no injuries when they start up the training camps, you know, because there, there will be players, whether it's on the Lightning side or the other teams, where you're going to have players maybe doing things that they think they feel that their bodies are ready to do that they were doing through the regular season. And, you know, that's not always the case, especially with this layoff that, you know, that's how people get hurt. You know, and those are the kind of injuries you hear about not only in hockey, but, you know, all over the place. You hear it a lot more in football and baseball. But, you know, you, you hear about players doing things that, you know, they shouldn't be doing in the weight room or on the field and practice yet. And 
they'll get a little carried away and they feel strong one day and then they get hurt. But we'll see. You know, uh, hopefully everyone stays healthy uh, during the whole training camp thing, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I believe this this team could definitely make it to the conference finals, Stanley Cup finals. And I, you know, the teams, I guess, if it's too my super, super early pick teams that I think the Lightning would play in the Stanley Cup Finals would probably be, you know, and I think these are the easy picks, would be Colorado and St. Louis. I mean, the defending champ, of course. You know, St. Louis is also the number one seed coming out of the Western Conference. So you have to, you know, kind of give them a little respect and go off of what they did this year, especially last year as well. So, um, and that would be kind of cool, kind of a cool storyline as Lightning fans to see Patrick Maroon facing his former team, who his hometown team as well, uh, to kind of see him go up against them in the Stanley Cup Finals after he just helped them win their first cup ever. So yeah, I mean we'll we'll cross that bridge when we when we when we get there. But time to discuss the other kind of difficult thing that you know there's been a lot of back and forth between i guess this was one of the most difficult things and of course there's still a lot of decisions tough decisions to be made in terms of what's going to happen with this but what i am discussing what i'm getting into right now is these host cities now you've had edmonton toronto vancouver uh Tampa Bay was thrown around as well as a as a hub city or a pot city or whatever you want to call it. I I just don't know. I don't know if Tampa Bay is a logical. The, I don't know if the Amali Center Arena, Amali Arena, is a logical location. I you know I don't know how they're going to be able to do hosting you know all these teams in the conference. If you have Columbus, Toronto, Boston, Florida, the Isles, and Tampa all staying in the Tampa area. And then, you know, I guess they would have the practice facility as practice for those teams, but how are you going to schedule that? You're going to have to have one or two teams on the short end of the stick, uh, maybe doing night practices or early, early morning practices, unless, you know, there's other facilities in the area that could facilitate these, um, these practices. So we're going to have to see, you know, I guess that's the thing that, the, the NHL Players Association are still working out the kinks too. But this is, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I think that if they're going to do it in Tampa, if they're going to try and make this, I guess, this whole thing, the pot cities, and I've heard two now, I'm hearing two possible, you know, it's only, they're cut down to two. I think eight or nine was kind of illogical. Um, you know, you don't want players really traveling that far around the country, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think that I think the most logical one, and I just think because it would it'd be easier for the Western Conference teams as well as the what Eastern Conference teams. If the Western Conference teams play out of you know Edmonton and Vancouver, which I think would be fine, just because those cities you know obviously obviously are in Canada, so Canada I would be shocked if they couldn't facilitate that. I mean, there's, I mean, maybe that I'm just running on a stereotype here, but I mean that would be laughable here if Canada, the hockey camp capital of the world didn't have enough facilities to facilitate, you know, all these professional hockey games as pod cities. Uh, and then I guess what they could do with the Eastern conference teams is have Tampa and then maybe the Atlantic division could stay up in Toronto. 
Uh, I know I saw a report that was actually there was some concern that I don't know if it was real or not. I saw it on Twitter, actually. I don't know if someone was trying to make a joke or not, but I, I would have to imagine there was some obviously humor in it, that there were some people that were worried if Edmonton being a pot city, if that would maybe offer up a disadvantage to any team playing the Oilers. Now, of course, yeah, you can see the reason why, because even if it's a road game in Edmonton for the Oilers, they're still technically a home game since they're in their own arena. And who else is going to show up there? I mean, then again, there's going to be no fans, so you don't have to worry about that. But I guess just them being more comfortable uh, in that area, obviously, because, you know, unlike the other players that be that would be in, you know, on those teams in Edmonton, you would have to worry. I guess not so much worry, but have to wonder if, you know, the players, the Oilers players would be staying from home. So now having said that and having Tampa as a pot city, would that offer any disadvantages to the other teams and give a huge advantage to the Lightning? Yeah, obviously because the players are coming straight from home and not staying up in a hotel room all day and all week and whatever the case may be. Uh, then again, I don't know if they continue player. They're going to require all the players, regardless if you're on the team from the pod city to stay in hotels or whatever the case may be. That'd be interesting if, you know, that'd be a kind of interesting uh, requirement if, you know, you have all these guys and the Lightning players and they're playing out of the Amali Center the entire time and they still have to stay in hotels. Uh, it'd be very interesting how the whole setup's going to be with that. But And I'm sure we'll be hearing more news this week, hopefully, uh, about how, you know, things are going to be set up in that regard. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that would be the best idea to have the Atlantic uh, down in Tampa Bay and then have the Metropolitan Division play the rest, you know, their whole bracket, if you will, if you want to call it that, whatever you'd like to call it, um, up in Toronto and then just have the Pacific Division in Vancouver and then have the Central, I guess, in um in Edmonton, unless they want to do one city in Canada and then one city, two cities in Canada and then two cities in the United States. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of dynamic they're going to do. I don't know how that's going to work. And then what happens to all the teams? In, interesting enough, what happens to those teams that, you know, missed the cut? What happens to those, those, uh, you know, those seven, those seven teams that are not going to be in the playoffs, you know, because they're missing out on revenue with those 18 games or so in terms of, uh, you know, not playing out the season. Are they going to do, you know, I don't think they're going to, but I've been saying, I've been throwing out the, the idea around, maybe they do like a little mini tournament to decide who's going to be the num get the number one overall pick in lieu of the lottery draft. I don't think these players on any of those teams would be interested in doing that just because, you know, you're essentially playing, especially if you're a veteran, if this is like your second to last year. Like, for example, if the Sharks are battling in a you know in a tournament a round robin tournament uh for the number one overall pick i don't think a guy like joe thornton's gonna really care that much about playing you know especially since this might be his last year or maybe he he'll be gone in two years you know he may not even be on the sharks if he continues to play after this year you know he might end up with another team because uh, the sharks are in the middle of a rebuild and they don't want exactly i would yeah i would be shocked if they would try and re-sign him anything less to a one-year contract. Um, having said that, I wouldn't see, you know, I'm not saying that he's selfish, 
but I can't see a guy like Joe Thorne or any other veteran that's kind of like in that category really caring about playing in a tournament that involves a number one draft pick that could potentially pick a kid who you're never going to play with anyway. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe these guys will be up to it, you know, because they just want to play some hockey and get out. Maybe they're just they're crazy like everybody else. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's still, even though we've gotten some concrete, you know, news that we've all been starving for for about the last couple of months, um, as things are starting to get better, finally we we get some concrete news, some actual real progress instead of some very fluff statements from the league. Um, and this is a great this is a great move in you know great move in the right direction. So I'm super excited. Uh, I'll be back um, tomorrow with a new episode. So this is you know a kind of a rare uh, two in one day thing. Uh, yeah. Um, and I also like before I like to end the show, I just like to, you know, kind of discuss a little bit further right before end about what I said on today's episode about how I, I guess I didn't expand enough or detail my opinion about how important an outdoor game in the state of Florida would be. Uh, it would be insane. I think it would really the reason why I'm really pushing for it, especially, you know, especially with uh Tampa Bay and the Panthers playing each other in the playoffs, but also in an outdoor game is because it would promote the game of hockey so much, so well. Uh, you know, I think it would grab a lot of fans who are not necessarily in to hockey to begin with, but, you know, once they see two teams playing each other, that would be, you know, especially from the, the state of Florida, there would be a lot of excitement around it, you know, and now that they see, okay, these two teams are getting, some some you know real respect from the league by playing an outdoor game you know now there's maybe they'll start to buy the hats and then they'll start to watch the games and you know merchandise and all that stuff uh i think it would be the best thing because you're having you have one team who's one of the best teams in the league and then you have another team down in the miami area who is you know i think maybe a piece or two away from being a real contender um so you know i think it's just one of those things where it would really bring the game up a notch in the state of Florida. Uh, and yeah, I think that, you know, you don't have to be a Florida native to get into these teams. I think that, you know, it would definitely also, you know, give a lot of fans who, you know, cause there are, believe it or not, hockey fans who are just not a fan of any teams, you know, that, that happens in every sport, you know, there, you can be a fan of baseball and not have a team just because you might be from a state, that doesn't exactly have a team or you might be in a state that has a team, but you're too, you live in a city that's or an area or a town or whatever the case may be where you might not exactly be, you know, um, you know, close to that team where you could actually follow them. So that's just one of the things, you know, you, it's like, for example, I'm just going to throw one off the top of my head. You know, let's say you're, you're from South Dakota. Okay. Um, they don't really have a hockey team other than the college ones there. So, and, you know, the minor league team. So, you know, if you're not a fan of whether it's the wild or whatever states are in that area. But my whole point is that I think an outdoor game in Florida, I think it's time. I think the fans are passionate enough now. Uh, I mean, if they weren't before, I think they were before. Um, I mean, you look at the game, especially when Florida made that run a little years ago when they did the whole thing. Um, with, you know, I think Kevin Spacey was like the whole you know, he was like a, a local fan there and he went to all the games as well as, um, 
you know, obviously Tampa, Tampa fans are absolutely lunatics at the game. So yeah, I think that state of Florida deserves an outdoor game. The logistics of it, not entirely sure yet. We're, we're working at that here on lockdown lightning. We're going to, we're, I assure you sooner or later, we're going to get someone on the show who is into, I guess, grounds crew equivalent of, I guess, yeah, I guess an ice crew who's part of an ice crew, whether it's at a minor league team or a uh, college or whatever level. And we'll pick their brain on the show and discuss, you know, how logical is an outdoor game and, you know, outdoors and whether it's in January or whatever month uh, in the state of Florida. So, yeah, uh, great night. Great news to end the, your Friday with. Uh, NHL is officially, well, not officially, but almost back. So, yeah, uh, so, super excited. I'll be back tomorrow um, with another episode. We'll be discussing more about that, reactions online, everything. So that's been it for tonight's emergency episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.